episode 72 of Let's Talk with Skog. This week's guest is Tyler James. Nice ghost. He is a musician and he does it all, literally, he'll explain. Um, but he just put out his first full-length album. It's called Digital. It's available on all DSPs, any digital streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music. It's even on Deezer, which is <laughs> it's everywhere. Um, he He's just so lovely and motivated and he has a real can-do attitude. So if you are feeling like this year has got you down, you're a little lost, you need a little motivation, even just to hear from a peer, because he's he's making the most of what he can with what's around him and what's available to him. We also touch on knowing when to, in the process of building and growing, when to kind of bring in other people who are experts on certain things. And I think that's an important lesson to learn in life that Sure, you should go for what you want and make your dreams come true. And if it's your own project, really work on it and hone your skill. But also recognizing when you need to bring in other people that you can learn from. So we touched on that a bit. We play overshare. I can't stress enough. So if you're feeling like you need a little motivation, this will do it. Send it to a friend who might need a little motivation. He's lovely. Check out all of his music on, you know, all the places. Digital is the album. And here's episode 72 with Nice Ghost. From, are you Pennsylvania or? So I grew up in Rhode Island. Oh, okay, okay. I was in LA. Okay, cool. And I just moved to the very random Oklahoma City. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, honestly, Oklahoma City is cool. A- Isn't it? As, as like a place where it's like an underdog creative city i think totally like i know that there's a lot of people that are really into the arts and stuff like that and like the, i love the flaming lips and that oh yeah there i know that they're like a big deal in oklahoma city so yeah. it's pretty cool yeah um i was in la for 10 years so oh longer did than my me. time did my yeah. time how, how long <laughs> yeah. have you been there well, I've lived here twice. I came out here in uh, 2012 first. And I, I went to grad school here, actually, ah. um, for two years. And then I went to Nashville after that. And pretty like uh, much of the time that I was in Nashville, I was like, oh, I need to move back to L.A. Sure. Because it's just, I mean, you've been here, you know, there, there's no place like it. Right. And I, it like spoiled me. <laughs> <laughs> so Nashville was cool, but it felt really small. And I was eventually, I was like, no, I need to go back to where it's not just an American city, but a global city. Yeah. And I, I really like that about it. And it's just gigantic. I, it, every day I look out the window and I'm like, this place defies reality. Like it's so big and so crazy. It, I just love it. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the big draws for me as a young, out of college, don't really know what I want to do with my life, but I want to figure it out. Um, right, LA right. was so attractive because there's so much going on. There's so mm-hmm. many different people from all walks of life pursuing different things. I grew immensely as a young person mm-hmm. uh, by moving there and exposing myself to different things. So I totally agree. And um, I'm excited that you're getting that, you know, second wind and you're back and you're doing your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. I didn't even finish my story. I moved back here in 2017. Um, okay. Cause yeah, like I said, I was in Nashville about three years. I was touring most of the time. So I, mm-hmm. it was like, I kind of lived in Nashville, but not really. My apartment was kind of like a storage unit. <laughs> um, but uh but I just, you know, I really liked LA and then uh, I got a different gig. I played, was playing guitar for another band and 
for that, it, I, it didn't matter where I lived, but they said that they would prefer if somebody was in LA. And I was like, ooh, this is my chance. Let's do it. So I like took the gig and I went on the road and I actually, I like put all my stuff in a U-Haul and I drove from Nashville to Texas. And then we did a tour out of Texas for a while. And then I put, took my stuff out of storage in Texas back into a U-Haul and I drove the rest of the way to Los Angeles in, in 2017. Ooh. And I've been here since then. So Awesome. <laughs> so... Um, our mutual friend, Emily connected us. Emily mm-hmm. is lovely. She mm-hmm. also has a beautiful singing voice. So I'm waiting yeah, for, for the Emily album someday. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but your voice also, like I've been listening to your stuff since you were, you know, you shared it with me and listening to it and I'm a sing in the shower, love a good karaoke, yeah, but I know, okay. I know that I have no business trying to make money off of my voice. <laughs> But you have a beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and I'm always curious, like, for young people that have that, like, natural talent, like, when did you sort out that you were good at singing? Uh, I still haven't figured out if I'm good at singing or not. You are. Um, <laughs> thank you. It's, totally uh, are. It's tough because uh, when – well, it started because like I used to play, I was playing other instruments, you know, I, I started playing drums and I was like eight and then I just started picking up other instruments as I went because I just, music, it, I just, I don't know, it, it just, I made, it made sense to me. I didn't know music theory, but I understood that this chord should go to this chord and then it goes to this chord. And if you want to surprise them, you go to this chord, you know, and I could, I like already heard that stuff in my head. I didn't know the terminology for it or anything, but it just kind of, I don't know. So I, at some point in adolescence, I figured out that just like music in general was something that, that I had a, like an ability for. So I decided to just pursue that. Um, and I didn't think that I could sing. You know, I was playing guitar a little bit and keyboards and drums. And, you know, uh, my mom kept saying, you know, you can sing, actually. Did you know that? And I'm like, no, oh, no. She was right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just then I just started messing around with writing songs and uh, singing. And then I was like, actually, you know, I can my pitch is on I could hear that anyway and so you know but I'm still even to this day I'm still not totally secure in the sound of my voice uh it's just it's one of those things that you'll hear a lot of recording artists say they can't stand to hear their voice play back to them and I am definitely uh no different than that um I I can't stand like when I'm recording music and I'm going through all the rough takes I it's just like oh oh Like, that's not, it's no good, you know. Um, But uh, other people seem to to say that they like it and uh, they sometimes pay me to do it. (laughs) So it must be working and and I'm excited about it. And I do love to sing. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. So uh, whether I sounded any good or not, I'd still be doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it doesn't stop me from doing it. I just have zero expectation anyone's going to pay me to do it. Uh, And I guess the reason that I ask is because your voice is very strong. Like it sounds very strong. And I was listening to like different, different songs and you're able to use your voice in like different ways when you sing. And it sounds like, gosh, he's been in vocal training since he was five. Like it just sounds like you know exactly what you're doing. And I think you kind of touched on it when you said you just have like an instinct for it. 
Um, Something may, well, there, there's also, I mean, there was training too. Once, like, I guess to kind of go off what we were talking about, you know, my mom was telling me that I could sing and all that. You know, my instrument, I was known as the drummer for quite a while in my hometown, all through high school and into college. I was the drummer guy. I was the guy that they would call up to, to play sessions and stuff like that. And um, I was gigging a lot playing drums, but uh, I just, I don't know what happened. I just, I was writing my own songs and I kind of started my own band. And then somehow it came to me that I should be a music major after I spent a year of trying to figure out what I wanted to do in school, um, I decided to be a music major and I was like, oh, let's do voice. Cool, why not? And, and I, did, I just decided on that because I thought it was the one I needed the most work on. Um, and then I stick, stuck with it. And now I ended up, I went all through grad school and everything and, and learned all sorts of vocal technique. And Yeah, um, <laughs> it's very impressive. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and I'm curious about, um, so Nice Ghost, when did you decide like this was going to be your persona? This was going to be the vibe? Like I've created <sighs> meals and I know like, okay, I really want tacos and I'm going to put some rice with it or maybe avocado. <laughs> so like I can build a meal, but right. I, I literally have no idea how you build like, a, I don't want to say a brand because that seems to like take away from it. Like, no, I mean, it, it is, you know, uh, musicians should be conscious that what they're doing has to involve branding and marketing as much sure. as that's not, you know, that's not the art of it. But if you intend to make the art your living, you have to have some of that sense. So, I, you know, I'm glad to say that Nice Ghost is a brand. <laughs> um, it is. I, I came up with it. I'm very proud of it. Yes. Um, but uh, it came about... Um, well, year a long time ago, like I was kind of going as a solo artist, um, Tyler James, which as it turns cool out, the, the, cool thank name. you. First thank name you. for last name. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Tyler Addison James. All three of those, you can <laughs> move them in any order. <laughs> They're all first, middle, or last names. So it could be whatever, and it still makes sense. Um, and I like that about my name. So my parents <laughs> did a great job. That's new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I could be Addison James Tyler. I could be Tyler Addison James, which I am. James <laughs> Tyler Addison. They all make sense. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I but, like nice ghosts. Like thank you. Um, like it. I, I don't have to see it to get it. Kind of. I guess yeah, that's is the awesome. Thing. You know that's what I mean? Cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks. I, I. It's just uh, the name Tyler James uh, is already taken. Um, <laughs> by a, a guy named Tyler James, uh, who <laughs> is more famous than I am and from England and has like a record deal. And they, I don't know. Um, uh, and he looks really, he looks way cooler than me too. So I, I, <laughs> once I found that out, I was like, I was like, oh man, well, I definitely, I can't go by Tyler James. So I started signing my name, Tyler A. James. I kept my initial in there. Um, but I didn't want I didn't want to make music just like I try I released an album as my name and, and, and I didn't want to just be like, Hey, it's me, the, the singer songwriter that goes by my name because a lot of people do that and it's cool, but it's not what I wanted to do. Mm. I wanted, uh, I've always liked being in a band, you know, and I've, and the bands, it's less about, the one person and their persona as it is about the whole picture and the, the, all of the band members and what they do together. And um, while it's still like a solo effort, um, I, I wanted it to be, 
you know, more than just me being like, hey, here's me making my songs. But, um, you know, I, it, I didn't want it to have my name because I couldn't, you know, but I just wanted something cool and vibey and to, to label it what it was. And I knew that I wanted to make some stuff that was kind of multi-genre, um, but a little haunting. And um, I really like some of the darker stuff on the album that I sent you. The darker mm-hmm. songs are my favorite ones. Um, and that's really what I feel the vibe is. And um, I had just been thinking about band names and project names for over a year. I had so many different ideas. I was writing them down and contemplating and I just wasn't sure. And then one day, nice ghost appeared in my head and I was like, that's kind of cool. And so I just, I looked it up and uh, nobody had taken it yet. Like, and so I was just like, okay, this is, I'm doing it. And so I like trademarked it and everything. I was like, this is, I'm committing to this. This is nice ghost is what I do. And that that's it now. So um, yeah, so that was a few years ago, but yeah, that was kind of, I just really, I liked the name. I love ghosts and paranormal and uh, it just seemed it just seemed cool. I don't know. No, (laughs) it is cool. (laughs) It's definitely cool. And the music that you sent me, when was that written? Like how is this stuff that you've been working on for two years, five years, three weeks? (laughs) You got a lot of free time recently. Right, right. Well, this particular album uh, it's called Digital. It comes out this Friday. I don't know when you're going to be putting this podcast. It will be. On. It's the, you can listen to this music now. Let's speak in those terms. This music okay, is out. Okay. So they the can music go listen out. to it right now. Okay. So it came out on August 28th. Then, um, yeah. and uh, basically, the these were songs that I started working on in Nashville or on the road. I was in Nashville. I was touring. I was playing with other artists and. I was loving what I was doing because it was like I was, you know, playing music and making a living full time. And it was like, wow, this is great. But I also, I couldn't help but feel like instead of being one of the people that just gets paid a base rate to be there, I want like, I thought, why, could, why can't I be doing this with my music? Like, I want to, I want to play my music and I want to hire people to play for me. You know, I want to hire a whole, I want to build a, a company around this you know what I mean and that's what I've always sort of aspired I've always been kind of an entrepreneur type and so I just realized then that like nobody was going to do it for me nobody was going to hook me up with with opportunity I needed to create that opportunity for myself so I just started recording stuff Um, and the first song digital uh, I was working on that in 2016 uh I, I remember I started working on it in a house in, in Florida uh, on like an air mattress, I think, on my laptop. Um, and it just started then and, and I was going to just demo the songs myself and then take them to a proper studio. But I ended up not doing that. I ended up producing the whole thing myself at home. And um, I did a whole lot of recording at home. I did some recording out on the road with a little box to plug in. Um, and like that was pretty much it most of it was recorded in 2016 uh the song goodbye i wrote that in 2012 and i've actually recorded it like three times this is the third time um but i just never thought that it got like the it was never really released the way i wanted it to so i wanted to redo it but um but pretty much besides that everything else was 2016 2017 mostly 2016 
I recorded and produced all of it. Um, I moved to LA and I did, I've got somebody, I just like knocked that out one day in the at home in my bedroom. Um, that song is so clever. Like the lyrics, <laughs> I'm like, who is this TV person? I'm like, <laughs> to, is it, is it based on any real thing or is it just completely pretend? No, it's just, it's all pretend. It's like, um, we live in a state right now, especially it's like, since I wrote the song, it's become more true. Yes. And it's kind of just about our love affair with our, our TV news personalities. You know, yes. I've, there are a lot of people and who have lots of different beliefs in the United States about lots of different things. And there's a, there's a news network that's going to cover that frame of mind. Right. And so if you want to find news that agrees with how you think, you can go find it. And I, to me, that's totally weird and not cool. But yeah. it is, you know, it is the way it is. Big news is big entertainment. And, and that's, you know, it, it, that's how it goes. Um, but that's, that's really what it's about. And I started writing it. I just came up with the chorus. I've got somebody. And, and I was like, oh, this can be a cool song about beating somebody new. And I just like sat on it for a while and I started writing the verse. And then it just like happened. And I was like, oh, it's the news. It's the... <laughs> and, and it just, it, all of a sudden I was like, that. it was like the, a couple lines that take it from me being just a song about meeting somebody new it's better than the last one and suddenly the song had a meaning that to me felt like a nice ghost song now sure you know it and is now it's very clever weird. it's thank like you thank like you. when you're listening to it 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 makes sense now that you say that it just sort of like once it start the ball was rolling it started rolling because it does like flow very nicely and then th there's very satisfying moments when like you get the end of the lyric and it's like, oh, like it, when the rhyming and they're just like, oh, and the, you, you can see it in your head. And it's, it's very satisfying to listen to. Um, Thank you. I don't know I, if that that's really like, means a lot yeah. because that's yeah. when I'm when I'm writing, I often try to kind of tie it in. You know, if, mm -hmm. uh, if I'm I'm writing a verse and I and there's a chorus and or like what there might be a couple words that drive it home or something. And I always try to do something where. Like the first verse goes and at the end of the first verse, it's like, oh, oh, this is what it's about. Okay. And then there's the chorus and it's like, this, this establishes it. Yep. And then the second verse, you can't just repeat what you said in the first verse. Um, sometimes I do that. Uh, and pro songwriters say that it's bad. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> so I'm trying to get better at it. But I try to take it to, an, you know, take it further in the, the next verse. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, that's just, you just, somehow you can do that maybe by changing the melody up, uh, which in, I've got somebody I do, uh, the melody, yeah. it goes up a little higher and then I bring in the falsetto and then there's the shouty part and the band stops and it comes in and that's like it, it create, it puts the verses into this thing where they tell the story, it goes right across and good. And then, uh, and then the, you know, the chorus just says the statement and then um i did, the ending sounded really boring to me and i was like ah, it's just not um and that was before i decided to put a key change um mm -hmm. and then i just realized i was like oh nobody does key changes anymore we haven't heard that <laughs> since like the 90s you know pop ballads and stuff like that and so i i was just like well i'm doing it and so i just figured well i'll make this last chorus more exciting by just 
going, I'm going up, I'm going up a major second and it's just going to do it again. And, and then it suddenly made sense to me and I was like, okay, that's it. Oh, I figured it out. Like, it's just so fun and it's playful and it's, I just was really impressed with that one in particular. I was like, I, before we were chatting, I had just like randomly like, Oh, I'll just listen for a little bit before we chat. And I'd just put your Spotify on. And it was on random. So I was just getting like a nice oh, cool, picture cool. of things. And then that one came on. I was like, oh, I wanted that one to come on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm really glad you like it. <laughs> yeah. So you did this whole project yourself. Like this is all you. Yep. I played all the instruments. And uh, there was, well, there's a couple things. I did have a little bit of help with uh, on um, digital and on the Green Man. There's an actual live drum kit that like it's, I like to use sampled drums just because I live in a studio apartment. I, you know, like I can't. I can't rock out on my drum kit in here, but I really wanted to 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 jam on the live drums for those particular songs in Nashville. So I, my friend Johnny Lutz, uh, engineered. He just, you know, we hooked up the mics and he just hit record and I played them. Um, and then uh, this guy Colt Caparoon in, in Nashville did the mixing because I tried to mix it and I'm not terrible at mixing as long as it's not my own material because then it drives me nuts. So. <laughs> I, I tried to mix it for a long time and it was just like, I was ruining my songs by trying to mix them. Hmm. Um, I was making them worse. So I gave up on that and I was like, all right, no, I, I need somebody else to do this. So I gave it to Colt and, and he just, he knocked it out and he did, he made them sound better than they sounded before. And so, but as far as all uh, the playing the instruments, uh, yeah, I, I, that was done in like a studio apartment mostly or. Uh, yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> but that's like the beauty of forgive the pun but let's living in a digital age is that we can you know if you're a creative you can take matters into your own hands completely mm-hmm. you can yeah. release your music on your own you can create your music on your own you can yes. collaborate with someone in a different country if you want to because of technology um, totally so do you think if you were a musician like 30 years ago, like, how would you be different? Cause your approach is, you I'd can be, do it. I'd be doing it. If it, you know, if it were 30 years ago, I'd be doing it like I did when I first started out. And that was like, like I knew, I know I could play the instruments and write it and sing it, but I didn't want to operate the controls and record it. So I went to a studio and did it that way. And actually I kind of wish that I could do it that way again, but studio time is very expensive. And, you know, so it's, if I have full creative control and I have unlimited time to, to do what I have to do, um, that's really an advantage for me. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, if it were like it used to be, then I would just do it the old way. I'd, I'd have to save up, you know, however much money it takes to record a full album in the studio, which today, you know, depending on how in-depth you want to go with the album and who you're recording it with. I mean, it could be, it could be anywhere from 10 grand to 50 grand plus. And that's, I'm not, no way. I'm not spending that money. (laughs) Well, you figured it out. You found a way around, (laughs) which, you you know, is, 
it's inspiring to see someone, you know, whether it's that you are a musician or you want to open a bakery, you know what I mean? Like entrepreneurs taking things into their own hands, looking around, what resources do I have? And in some cases recognizing I'm not the best to do this aspect. I'm going to reach out. That's that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, as much as I would like to be the best at everything, I can't possibly be. Um, and, uh, that the having people help you and you know like i've had i'm having people that are uh, doing my album artwork or uh, my friend ashley evans is doing my album artwork and stuff like that and i did a lot of the actual artwork like by hand but then she took it and put it into the computer and put the text and lined it up so that it looks good on a cd and all that which she did that in like a couple hours it would have taken me a couple months to figure out how to do that the right way so it's like it's totally worth it you know Um, totally but uh, it is, it's amazing, like the age that we live in, especially for creative people and musicians, because we don't need labels to, mm-hmm. to give us funding to do this kind of thing anymore. We don't need labels to be successful and make a living off of this. You know, if somebody wants to do it, they can, um, as long as it, what matters is how much you, you want it. Mm-hmm. And because doing this is a tremendous amount of work. And, and not a lot of return, at least, you know, for now. I don't expect to be making a living off of Nice Ghost for years, if ever, to be honest. But I'm not going to quit doing it, you know. And that's something that, you know, when anybody's starting a business or some kind of enterprise of any kind, you, they, you have to accept, like, this will be hard and very unforgiving for a while. But... Right recognizing that you have within you and your people the ability to create something and do something really great we can do it and and now you know with the internet and all that i mean you can really do anything it's amazing i love it who do you think um instilled that perspective in you because it's not something that we all have (laughs) (laughs) well i've always been the kind of person that was like "Ooh, like we got a thing here let's let's package this let's make this nice Let's try to do, let's turn this into something, guys, come on, you know? <laughs> so I've always, I've always kind of had just this instinct to like, you know, let's do this as good as we can and let's try to make something out of it, you know? So I've always had that, uh, when I took like the, I don't know, there's, they're like the uh, career inventory psychology, oh. psychology test thing, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I always scored very high in enterprising and it's just my, I, I just, I like to start things up and do them. And I like to be uh, my own boss. I don't like to have people telling me what to do. And I will be like, it's funny. My bosses at work might hear me say that and be like, really? Because I'm always like, oh yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> to like everything. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, I can't wait until I don't have to do that anymore. Uh <laughs> So like there was a lot of that. Um, my dad also like he is a hardworking person. He does not know when to stop working, and he has always been like, no, you know, like look, we we just, you know, we just harvested uh, firewood that's gonna get us all through winter. Isn't that cool? And I'm like, yeah, actually, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um. So the work ethic, you know, he like I learned that from him. Um. And it's a blessing and a curse because sometimes I don't know when to stop working and people that are close to me will sometimes be like, Hey, you need to sleep and eat. Like, yeah. can you chill out? And they're right. Uh, I should, 
more. We all did. Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and then I guess there are some people like I, I guess some bigger figures that have that have said things that that resounded with me and um the Steve Jobs, the Apple guy, um he I know he was kind of a polarizing figure in some ways and I'm not sure how he ran his company, but I've heard I I don't I don't really I'm not gonna comment on that, but I know that he said something to the effect of like don't like you know don't waste your time living somebody else's dream or, or so it was I don't exactly remember what the quote was but he said something like that once and and it hit me and I was like this is a really good point like yeah. and and I need I, I should be like if I'm not achieving the life that I want for myself and it, I'm doing like I, I need to see like what am I really working for? Am I working for me or am I working for some company that doesn't really care about me? Or am I, you know, I don't really, you know, I, I take inventory of those things. And what matters is like I need to I need to be focusing on the things that are gonna take me to where I need to be. And that's just that's where I'm that's where I'm at. So <laughs> I hope that all makes sense. I kind of it feel totally like I'm rambling does. a little bit. <laughs> no, it makes sense. It's you know, if you're gonna be the a person that puts themselves and that position, you have to have that mentality. You have to have right. the, I want to build this thing that I see and I can't live my life without seeing it come to fruition, even if I make a million dollars or I lose a million dollars in the process. Like you have right. to just do it. Right. And, and I, I, you know, I knew um, there were a few years ago, I actually had an offshoot where I decided I wasn't going to do music. I was like, it's, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. And I became a, a residence hall coordinator and I was going to grad school to work in student affairs. And it was this whole other thing. It was, mm -hmm. and uh, it was cool because like I learned a lot through that, but um, I was realizing that like, if I did something like that and I didn't go out and get out of, you know, where I was living in Pennsylvania and go to a place where people did music professionally, LA, Nashville, mm -hmm. New York, somewhere like that if I didn't go and at least try to do that, that I was going to end up being, you know, 85 years old and I'm going to be sitting there going, you know, I could have, but I didn't. Could have, should have, would have. Yeah. And I, that thought kept repeating in my mind and I was like, no way I'm not, my life is not going to go that way. And if I go down, then I'm going to go down trying really hard. <laughs> and that's, sure. And I'm satisfied with that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, all that is very inspiring. And I'm sure there is at least one person that will listen to this and they might be stuck in that rut and they'll Gosh, hear you saying this so. and they'll go, you know what? I do have it. I can do it. Yeah. You know? I, I really hope so because there are so many people and like people that I know personally who, who get, they feel stuck sometimes, but like, man, everybody's got passions and talents and stuff that they're good at. And they could, they could turn that into their thing, but yeah. it, it's going to take some work and it's going to be hard for a while. But in my opinion, it's worth it to, to you know, spend a life pursuing that kind of thing. For sure. um, and also, I, I don't know, I just, I feel like I, I have a lot that I want to say to the world, um, but mm -hmm. I don't want to be a politician, you know, uh, or anything like that. But I want to, I, I want to share me and, and who I am because I think that other people might understand it mm -hmm. and maybe it'll help them make more sense out of life. Right. That, you know, I mean, that's my relationship with music as 
mm-hmm. you're really a listener mm-hmm. is that there is there are certain albums or certain songs that have some sort of message that I know I need to hear and I'll put them on and it's very comforting or it's empowering or motivating yeah, or it feels like validation sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're the person behind that and that's your intention, keep, please keep making that music because it is so helpful and it stays with us. And I know that you yeah, love music too, but yeah. it like <laughs> there are Jimmy Eat World albums that I will never not listen to because right. there are certain things that like I just need to hear and I know mm-hmm. that they're in there. Yep, there, there's like a, the right song for every thing. And that yeah. wouldn't exist. That wouldn't be a fact if there weren't people going out and making the songs and doing it. Right. And I know that I have things to say and they might be just from my own lens, but I'm sure that if I let them come out into the world, somebody else is going to, to say, oh, like this makes sense to me in a way that like, other people don't really get you right. know and and i i want that i want to i want people to connect on that level so that they can turn the record on and feel something you know whatever it is for that moment i want that and i want to inspire people um and make them feel and and uh i really want to bring people together too um it's it's we live in a pretty divided country in a pretty complicated time especially right now and but I still like really care about people and I care about people with all sorts of different beliefs and I still want to I don't know I I I feel like just fighting with each other isn't the way um but I don't know how to fix it but I know that music can at least have some kind of part in in bridging those divides you know and I really hope that it can Put that on a t-shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, um, okay, that was I got a little uh, yeah. Mm. I do I feel the heaviness of what's going on really? in the world it's, too. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> crazy times right now. It's a lot. Um, how do you feel about playing a little game? It's a game awesome. that will just help <laughs> us get to know each other a little better. Okay. There's um I got a bag. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> Lunch bag. And it's got pieces of paper in it. Uh, this game is called Overshare. So <laughs> we're meant to overshare. Cool. Okay. And okay. there are questions in here that are pretty straightforward, like favorite book. There are questions that are very thoughtful. There are some that are insanely silly and may not make any sense at all. But the idea is that you and I both answer them and we overshare and we just like kind of have some fun. This sounds so, great. I love it. I'm going to pull out three <laughs> pieces of paper and we'll see what we get. Okay. There are a lot in here. <laughs> so one, two, and three. Okay. I'll read all three to you and you're the guest. So you can okay. decide where we begin. Okay. Oh, this has a different meaning for you because you, you are a musician, but if you had intro music, what would it okay. be and why? Question number two, have your goals changed over your life? And question number three, how do you deal with conflict? We got a nice little mix there. Those are good questions and I got to think now. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Which one do you want to start with? Which one seems the easiest? uh, The one about goals changing. Yeah. Have they changed? I mean, you talked about uh, there being a little period where things sort of changed. 
yeah, that I guess that was like the time that it changed because, but you know, the funny thing about even while I was doing that, I was thinking to myself like, oh, I could just get work and then use that to have money to fund my music and then be a musician, you know? So even it was still kind of in a convoluted way all for the same thing. But I mean, I don't know if you asked me when I was uh, 17 or when I was 25 or when I was 30 or now I'm 33. Uh, the answer would probably be this pretty close to the same. Like I want to make, I want to make my own music and make a living doing that, yeah. you know? Um, and that's, that's, I've really stuck to that other than that kind of offshoot there where I just decided I was going to do something else. And there was a period of time where I decided to uh, not, not be an artist, but just be a player, you know, get mm -hmm. hired hired to play for people and I still do that I love doing that because it's music and I love to to help people out that are other artists and I'd love to go on tour with people and just to do that whole thing as like the hired gun um that's not exactly what I want to do but it's very close to it and mm -hmm. so for a while I decided I there was a few couple years where I was like uh you know what I'm not I'm not frontman material. I don't got it. It's not for me. I, I, I'll, I'll step out of the spotlight because I know that this is the only way that I'm ever going to make a living and I have to, uh, you know, discount myself to, to do that, which was uh, a bunch of BS. Yeah. Um, and, and it took me a while to see that, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I love playing for other people and everything, like I said, but um, that is no longer, my goal is no longer to be, you know, the, the top player in LA that plays for Lady Gaga and Katy Perry and everybody that's really big. Those are great gigs to do. And oh, I yeah. love doing that. I would love to play for an artist like that. But that's the, to me, that's not why I came here and that's not why I'm out here doing a thing, you know? Right. So I hope that answers the question. It totally does. And I think it's fair. Like my goals have certainly changed because I think when I, I just turned 34. Okay. I just got married this year. Congratulations. I, thank you. I was a COVID bride. I had a face mask on. It was really wow. cool. Um, Historic. <laughs> yeah, it was a very small <laughs> wedding. It was me, my husband, our witness, and our dog. So it was that's, three people. Hey, that's very safe. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> um, so like even I think my goals have shifted as I have come into who I am. It sounds like and I don't want to make any assumptions about you, but it seems like to have that confidence and that belief in yourself, you've had that for a lot longer than I have. So my goals as a young woman were always like outward goals. Uh -huh. Like I got this job. I got this promotion. Right. And I'm realizing that for me, what works better for me is mm -hmm. uh, knowing who I am, feeling confident with myself. So my goals now aren't, career goals, I guess. I've shifted into the like, I found a partner that I'm madly in love with and I want to have a beautiful life with him. So my goals have shifted more towards like that. And I think that is more organic to who I am as a person. I'm really the person that wants to make sure everybody has a snack. Everybody good? Oh, that's good? cool. <laughs> Do you know where the bathroom is? Do you need the bathroom? I'll show you where it is. Do you have uh -huh. the right soap? Do you want me to light a candle? Like I am just like a a you, nurturer. You're a giver and a helper and that's yeah. very cool. And it's, it's, I like my love language is, um, words of affirmation. So hearing, oh, okay, okay. and my goals that I was achieving were more like gift giving 
kind of uh-huh, rewards. Uh-huh. And that's my last love language. So I didn't yeah. really figure that out. So for me personally, like my goals are not best placed in career. They're better placed mm-hmm. in who the people I love and how my relationships are with them is a better gauge of like how I feel about myself. Yeah. And that is a new realization. That is like mm-hmm. within the past year <laughs> that I've gotten to that point. Wow. That's completely. amazing. Yeah. Well, it's, that's it's, really cool though. It's growing up for me. I, uh-huh. it's definitely like, you know, oh, I'm growing up now. Sarah realizes this about herself. It's, there's a lot of mm-hmm. resistance when I was younger. So yeah. goals are okay to change. Either you're on a path and you're full force ahead, but then also you can totally shift and change and realize your different needs and wants and what you deserve in life. And you should be able to have both. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. That's why I like this question because everybody's yeah, got that's different a good question. Yeah. perspective. <laughs> All right. So the other one is conflict. How do you deal with conflict? Or a fun one, what's your intro song? Um, I still have to, okay, we'll do conflict because I still have to think about <laughs> intro song because they're okay. like, I don't know if I want to be dark and brooding or really <laughs> badass and rock and roll. I don't know. I got to think about it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so conflict how do i deal with conflict um gosh it depends um there are some situations where i like uh escape i shut down and i don't know what to do that's not very common um Mm. but i have done that before um sometimes because it it depends on what my operating anxiety level is at for that day you know, if I'm having a good day and I'm feeling really solid on everything and a conflict comes up, I'm going to just look it right in the eye and be like, okay, let's pragmatically handle this. Let's talk about it. Whereas on other days, if I'm doing really bad, which sometimes I'm not doing so well, uh, especially in pandemic world, anxiety and stuff like that is a nightmare. Sometimes if I'm already not handling things, I might just be like, just be like, uh, uh, okay. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just go with that. You know, like, and, uh, so it's, it's, it, I guess it just depends, but, um, if it's like a workplace conflict and I feel that it's not something that I'm as personally and emotionally attached to, I'm way better at just like, looking the situation straightforward and just saying okay here's what we're dealing with here's uh, a solution here's another solution here's the conflict let's uh we need to discuss this rationally you know and i think that uh if i expect to be some kind of leader and hiring people to play be in my crew and stuff like that i need to be really good at handling situations like that calmly so I, mm-hmm. I strive for that. I'm not always the best at it, but I, I, that's what I try to do. <laughs> sure. I, re- I've, I relate to a lot of what you said. It depends on how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can get really worked up and I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. what, what is, what's the, where, what, where are we fighting? Not fighting or what's the conflict exactly? Yeah. And then there's other times where I can be very, like, let's just talk this through. Let's just understand yeah. and talk. It's just my level of patience that day. So that I like, I was like, yeah, yeah. That's me too. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. It's cause it, it all just sort of depends. We're all humans, you know, and, and we all have feelings and our feelings are valid, you know, and sometimes it just, sometimes things are tough and, yeah. 
but it's good to be able to recognize it anyway. And um, sometimes like being able to uh, deal with a really difficult situation by just, even if it's difficult for you or like for, for, you know, like for me to deal with something, just being able to say like, okay, here's how I feel about this. And here's why I feel the way that I feel about this. Now, can I understand why you feel the way that you do? Let's try to like handle this with logic and reason and try to get our emotions out of it for a little bit. It's hard to do that, but I think it can be useful sometimes. It's good to acknowledge the emotions, but when you're trying to communicate with somebody, the emotions can take control and make a conflict more complicated. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. That was very well said. Yeah, thanks. I like that. I, I, I was, as I was saying it, I was like, oh God, I, I hope this makes sense. Hope this lands. Well, it's called yeah. Overshare for a reason, so don't uh, be shy. Okay, okay good. <laughs> so now I need your oh. intro song. And the, it asks, actually, the full question is, if you had intro music, what song would it be and why? What song would it be and why? You seem like a welcome to the jungle guy. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Welcome to the jungle. (laughs) Um, uh, I can't sing like Axl Rose. That's one thing I can't. Nobody can. He's yeah. He is Axl Rose. He can do Axl Rose. Uh, My intro music. Um, Oh man. Like, let me, let me set the stage. Okay. Let's say yeah, that this, this is you, okay. So this is suspending all of reality. You and I are on the same major league baseball team. Okay. 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 You're in the you're the first first position of the batting order. I'm number two. So when you go out into the stadium under normal circumstances, we're the home team. They're gonna play this song every time you step up to the plate, and not only that, but you're the first batter. So you're the first guy to step up there, and this song is gonna echo through the stadium what song is playing roots radicals by rancid okay Um, coming in heavy (laughs) (laughs) it's it it's punk rock it's upbeat it's got energy um you know it's just it's a punk rock classic Mm -hmm. and uh for some reason it keeps popping up in my head right now (laughs) so i'm gonna go with that answer although if if it were a different kind of intro, my other my number two mm-hmm. option for that is the uh, the Shire theme song from the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, Very different vibe, <laughs> right? But uh, <laughs> um, I don't I don't really know why, other than I just feel that I really really strongly relate to Bilbo Baggins' character. <laughs> and, I don't really know Lord of the Rings. Okay, okay. Well, I guess I know the gist, any, but I don't know okay. who that is. So anybody that's watching and listen or listening to this will under might understand uh, that. <laughs> okay, I trust it. It's a real okay. character. <laughs> You're right, um, right, right. So on our Major League Baseball team, my intro song is just like straight jock jams, like '90s, just okay, like okay, classic jock jams. Um, I did have an intro song once when I was in high school. I was the MC, well, one of four for our high school variety show. So we had to pick an intro song that they would like say our name and introduce us to the audience. And my song was No Doubt, Just a Girl. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. My, cover, my cover band does that song. It's a great song. I love it. Yeah. 
So that's that Overshare. Help. You killed it. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Good job. That was really cool. That's a good game. Oh, um. thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Um, we always finish with advice. Do you like giving advice? Um, I do, actually. I'm good at giving advice. I'm not good at following it, but I'm good uh, at giving it. That's good. Well, <laughs> here is where we give advice. I'm just going to find the question that we have for you. So it's not specifically for you in any way. It's just we have listeners uh-huh. submit things that they're wanting some different perspective on. So this segment is called Asking for a Friend. Okay. Nice. <laughs> um, and this is actually a question that I repurposed because um, I thought you would have another take on it. I asked this to a couple of my friends, and they're in a band called um, Haunter, and they are lovely out of Houston. And They have uh, a really it, cool band name. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> so I asked them this, and I think – you might need advice for this based okay. on what we've talked about. So it might be All interesting right. to hear what you would say. Yeah, but the question it. from our listener is how do you balance, how do you balance, I have an accent suddenly. <laughs> how do you balance your creativity with your quote unquote normal life? Uh, my any normal. Advice? If my you normal. You're just life. You're, you know, you're, you're probably always thinking of songs and being creative and like, that seems like something you can't turn off. My creativity is my normal life. It's my identity. And, and no matter what, where I am or what I'm doing, if I'm work, years ago, I worked at Starbucks, but I was that guy that was working at Starbucks that was writing songs secretly on the side of the cash register on a piece of paper, you know, and like whatever situation I go into, it's, I, I don't know, like, any people that know me and that are around me know that my creativity is me and I, I'm not getting rid of it. I'm not gonna uh, put a muzzle on it. It's there and it is what it is. Um, so that's kind of, uh, it's hard. It's kind of hard to do cause it requires you to be like really confident in yourself. Um, which I'm not always, and actually quite frequently, I'm very not confident in myself, but my creativity helps me have that confidence in a weird mm-hmm. way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't balance them as if they're two different things. It's just, it's all part of the same thing. And if I'm working a job that isn't my end goal and what I'm trying to do, then I am open with the fact that it's part of the step to getting there and it's Mm. not where I'm staying, you know? And, um, I guess that's not really like creativity thing, but, but because creativity is so important to what I do. Um, yeah, it's just how I, you know, sometimes how I, how I dress, how I just things like that. It's an expression of me. Um, Mm. and you know, I put ink on my arms and stuff like that because, (laughs) It's ex- at its expression. I want to, you know, I'm me and I want to let it out. I, I, it's yeah. hard to explain, but. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Like you're, you don't need to balance it because your creativity is not separate from just you. So right. there is my, no need for balance. My creativity is like the most important thing to my life aspirations. Yeah. So I keep them one and the same. Yeah. Well, I think that's good advice. So if someone's out there nope. and you're worried that your creativity is too much, just embrace it. Don't, yeah. don't try to balance it. Just do it. Yeah. And if, and if you're somebody who, if your creativity 
um, if there are people around you that say that it's not really, they don't like it or like whatever, just you might have to find new people. Yeah. Um, you know, it's important to be surrounded by people that support what you do, especially in creative pursuits. And so, you know, for me, um, being being in a city like LA where you can do whatever you want um, mm-hmm. is really exciting because you can walk down the street and see lots of other people who are definitely not afraid to just be themselves and just let it roll and that's inspiring to me so part of it is like go go to where you're surrounded by other people that want to nurture that creativity otherwise they're going to stifle it and you're going to be miserable yeah i love that that's perfect well you're good you're good at advice that's perfect um just to wrap up let's make sure everybody knows exactly where to go for what and where to stream and where to follow and where to like and all that stuff go Give us the rundown. <sighs> okay, so the music uh, is called Nice Ghost. That's the name of the band, the artist. That's me. Um, two separate words, Nice Ghost. I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon, uh, Deezer, Tidal, Napster. Every DSP. Whole, yeah, everything. <laughs> there, I look at my distributor, the list of all of the various platforms that my music is on, and I don't know what three quarters of them are. I'm like, oh. This is Deezer so, is like really international. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I, <laughs> I love it. That's great. But, so you can get your music anywhere. It's not going to be yeah. like hard to find. Here, here's the challenge. If you can't find Nice Ghost music, contact me and let me know that you're not finding it where you're trying to find it. And I'm going to try to make sure that it gets on there. Perfect. Um, so contacting me uh, can be, I, I respond to everything on social media. So my Instagram is Nice Ghost Official. Um, I respond to my DMs on there all the time. Um, Twitter is Nice Ghost Music. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Um, anything like that, you know, like I said, I accept messages. Hit me up. And if you can't find my music somewhere, I'll help you find it. But, you know, it's on all the big platforms. Um, NiceGhostMusic.com is my website. Uh, the album will be up on there and I'm not sure when this airs there may be a merch store up by then but there's merch on the way Um, but yeah I mean I'm trying to be as all over the internet as I possibly can be so if you're having trouble finding me uh, at least find me on social media and then tell me where else you're trying to find (laughs) the music because I will respond and I'll help you out to the best of my ability (laughs) perfect well, thank you so much for You're lovely. It's so nice. I know that we're not in the same room, but given this year, I do this so often that it does feel like we're in the same room because yeah. I've gotten used to the Zoom. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a new, a new world. Yeah. It's so nice <laughs> to meet you and feel free to come back on anytime you have anything ever else you want to share or talk about. Like we're all thank we're very I, open door here. So thank you. I will. This was really pleasant. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for doing yeah, this. Um, of course. I, this is really, really awesome. So I appreciate it. And thanks thank to our friend, Emily, for for, uh, Shout out to Emily. To happen. Yeah, <sighs> thanks, Emily. Voice of an angel. And <laughs> Can't wait for your album. <laughs> um, what was I gonna? I just was gonna say something. All right, I lost it. Never mind. Uh, cool. Well, cool. I'll see you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. We'll see you. <laughs> All right. Bye, bye.